You're parked outside the restaurant where you're meeting your date in 10 minutes. Glancing in the mirror, you notice your wrinkles and large under-eye bags. You rummage through your bag thinking, where's your secret weapon? And there it is, Plexiderm. You apply the clear serum under your eyes and boom, two minutes later, you start seeing the under-eye bags and wrinkles disappearing in front of your eyes. You'll look years younger. Plexiderm is the clinically studied serum that visibly eliminates your wrinkles, crow's feet, and under-eye bags in minutes. It's the Valentine's Day gift you give yourself. Go to TriPlexiderm.com and enter Voices for 50% off plus an extra 10 bucks off. Again, enter Voices at TriPlexiderm.com to get 50% off plus an extra 10 bucks off. This offer is also available by calling 1-800-685-1292 and mention code VOICES. Plexiderm is backed by a 90-day money-back guarantee, so to get our special discount, enter Voices at triplexiderm.com. I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubblegum. Standing up and speaking out, here's Hal Sparks. So I've been going back over the show uh, for the last little bit and um, looking at the past episodes over the last three months. And... I, some of you who've been longtime listeners, who've been a you know part of this show and a part of our chat room, and uh, you know are, are embedded in our community, uh, know that I've been mentioning the what the novel coronavirus since it came onto my radar as something serious in December, early December, and I went back over some of the shows, and as far back as. Um, February 1st, I was uh, I was talking about the fact that this disease is now spreading, that it has uh, 80% of the people that get it will have mild or no symptoms and can carry it asymptomatically. 20% will require hospital intervention. In that 20%, uh, a quarter of them could perish from that. And this was details that were obvious to me and and clear to anybody I mentioned it to um, two months ago. And so watching as the president um, flails through this um, Oval Office, his first Oval Office address, where literally in the middle of trying to say <laughs> virus, uh, healthcare, he he's having heart flutters, which doesn't exactly make you feel confident about the state of administration. And then knowing that he tanked the market down 2000 points, uh, comes out with a parade of individuals the next day. And comparatively, there was this feeling for about 35 seconds into it that, okay, well, this is more normal. He's declaring a state of emergency. Um, and you know, this maybe somebody's talking in his ear about the seriousness of this. And he's finally gotten it, and we will shift our onto a war footing towards this thing and handle it with the severity it warrants. And any of you who watched my live stream yesterday, and it's available infotainmentwars.com, uh, go watch as I broke down point by point as they went through this thing almost live time. It was right after it. There were incredible moments of ignorance and uh, ego and, well, uh, Devin, what's the one um, 
I think the standout cue that you have in there. Um, I don't know what the order is of the pieces we pulled. Um, in, in so far as clips, but pop up the one with the the responsibility one right out of the gate because that's the one that I think stood out for a lot of people. This is this is Trump yesterday being asked if because he dismantled the Office of Pandemic Response because Obama created it. I mean, that's 100% why it's gone. The president came in and just started knocking anything, just vandalizing the the policies of the last administration out of ego and anything Obama did has to be bad and I can do it better. Um, and listen to the languaging around it and the absolute lack of responsibility or anything. It is as if the pandemic response team used to get him coffee and he hardly ever met him. Can we play that clip? My first question is, you said that you don't take responsibility, but you did disband the White House pandemic office and the officials that were working in that office left this administration abruptly. So what responsibility do you take to that? And the officials that worked in that office said that you that the White House lost valuable time because that office wasn't disbanded. What do you make now, of that? Hold it for a second before well, you answer, Devin. Hold for one second before he answers, because I like hey, my um, it's not going through my stream. So I'll fix that in a second. But the, the baseline question there is um is quite normal it is it is it is there's nothing about this that i mean there's absolutely a pushback to some degree for a you know on the on the thank you for the subscription just it's a normal like hey don't you think that not preparing for stuff like this um puts some of the blame at your feet if this goes south and here's his answer. Well, I just think it's a nasty question because what we've done is, uh, and Tony has said numerous times that uh, oh, we've saved thousands of lives because of the quick closing. Uh, and when you say me, I didn't do it. Uh, we have a group of people. I could, I could ask perhaps in my administration, but I could perhaps ask. Uh, Tony about that because I, I don't know anything about it. I mean, you say you say we did that. I don't know anything you, about it. You don't know about, spending, the, about the, no, the reorganization that happened in the, the national security. It's the administration. Oh, perhaps they do that. You know, people yeah, let it, people go. You used to be with a different newspaper than you are now. You know, things like that happen. But this was a, okay. this was an or, Please this go ahead. We're doing a great job. Yeah. So, um, insofar as the the primary role of a president in in this kind of a circumstance is to is effectively um show his capacity uh, for responsibility in a circumstance like this and his first fallback is that i you know i don't really know who did that you know it's an administration so there's lots of people the idea that he doesn't know who or why is dismantling offices within the administration regarding pandemic response. That that is, uh, I mean, think about the leadership skills, you know, baseline that you would expect from human beings, um, and the the essence of not only is he claiming not to know who people in his administration got, got rid of, you know, in terms of, uh, um, thank you, uh, Craig, um, and Lisa and Hal Vickery, thank you so much. Um, 
in in the context of the people that he is, uh, you know, he's getting rid of. He's just basically saying, like, he, he said a speech a little while back, like, why are these people sitting around if we don't need them, if they're not making, um, you know, if they're not doing anything? I'm a businessman. I don't like to spend this kind of money. This is why he has multiple bankruptcies. This is why he has tens of thousands of lawsuits in his businesses. This is why he bifurcates all of his LLCs and subsidiaries of his family-owned company into smaller and smaller project LLCs for every individual thing so that if that comes back to bite them because they have not prepared for any of the contingencies in the circumstance, it won't affect the main company. But you can't do that with citizenry. You can't do that with human beings. It's, I mean, the level of uh, lack of embarrassment by the people who support him, by the people who in any way seem to think that, I I don't know. I mean, I think we have a, a crisis of leadership that a lot of us have been screaming about for quite some time. And we're, it is almost as if the coronavirus is the example of um, first they came for uh, the Jews, for, then they came for the gay people, then they came for the disabled, then they came for me. Like, And then they, when they came for me, there was no one left. That, that, uh, that adage about racism and, and nationalistic state-sponsored racism, the idea that you don't recognize that that's that COVID-19 is the fulfillment of that very mentality is horrifying. Um, so over the course of this, you know, uh, show, we're clearly going to be talking about this. Louisiana has postponed their, um, their primary until late June, which is smart and going to be necessary. This campaign, which seemed like it was going to be um, relatively over relatively quickly, will have a lot of moving parts over the next couple of months. Um, Biden made a statement, um, which I think has a is a hundred percent why. Um, after hearing that Biden was going to be making a statement that he was putting together a team, Trump wanted to get in front of what Biden was doing. This is, uh, I mean, abundantly clear. So he wanted to make an Oval Office speech as a kind of one-up with no prep. I mean, they, this, this speech was shaky and pathetic. And it is not as if other presidents have not made Oval Office last minute, same, like almost day of statements about, you know, emergencies in the past. But usually there's a 24-hour lead up to, okay, this is a big deal. We, this is going to be a rolling issue. Therefore, Let's make sure we get this right. So the next 24 hours, let's plan this for tomorrow. Today, we're going to work on and make sure we're up to date on everything. Start working on the draft of the speech right now. By tomorrow, we will have more specific details we will add into there. Thank you, Brad, for the super chat. I appreciate that. And I appreciate you guys being here with me today. Um, You know, I'm trying on my own on YouTube page to provide more like just entertainment and edutainment, if you want to call it that, which I is a horrible, like infotainmentwars.com. We got the name because I was making fun of uh, Alex Jones at one point and I bought the URL and it seemed appropriate. Um, to, but in this circumstance, he was trying to get ahead of Biden's uh, 
uh, Biden coming out and saying he's going to put together a task force within his campaign to deal with this. And in trying to get ahead of him just on bragging rights, he basically leapt in the fire, nearly crashed the market, screwed up by by riffing on his speech in the White House, in the Oval Office, and adding the fact that cargo would be affected um, along with travelers or, you know, uh, people flying back would be affected by this ban and People were racing to the airport and offering to spend $20,000 of money. In a lot of cases, they didn't have just so they could be at home in case they got sick, in case a relative of theirs got sick. Can you imagine being overseas and knowing you have a relative that you're responsible for and you've only been away for a little bit, but all of a sudden you can't come home? How much of what you have left in the bank is worth it to make sure that you see them for the last time or they see you if this if this thing rolls forward like it looked like it was it is going to and folks it is going to get way worse i'm uh, and i have been talking about this we're going to take a break but i've been talking about this since december i have been mentioning the the details of this since the 1st of february all the stuff that's coming out now, like this is the way we think it is. This is what we think is going on. This is, you know, the all the details you're getting from Pence and his task force right now is stuff that was readily available and quite obvious in the beginning of February. There is no excuse. We got to take a break. It's the House Park Radio Program, Mega Worldwide on WCPT Radio, Chicago's Progressive Talk. Infotainmentwars.com is our is the website that takes you to the stream as well. Um, but uh, if you're in, you're sitting at home, listen to the radio, um, stay healthy. Uh, order in, spray the bag with Lysol. We'll talk about that more when we come back. Now let's get back with Hellsparks radio program, Mega Worldwide. So the, there is so much to this that um, has, uh, moving parts that are constantly changing. And a lot of them are crucial if you have any intention of, of I guess, in, if you intend for people to modify their behavior and their life, up-to-date and honest information is the most crucial thing. People are going to be making decisions about where they go, who they are in contact with, what what supplies they might need to stock up on those kind of things, um, which you know the toilet paper thing is uh, yeah it's baffling. Uh, and if you watched my stream from yesterday, I did plenty of comedy on that. But um, one of the things you need is up to date information. And right now, on the CDC's website, the I, I would like to I'll I'll show it on the stream as well, but I'll relay it. Whoops, that's not what I want to do. The picture in picture. Why are you showing that? That's all. Um, the uh, the issue. Um, the CDC has a. Um, let's see if I can bring it up here. Is that it? Yeah, there it is. So the CDC post is right. Got a website up right now. Um, uh, that's cdc.gov, and there's all kinds of links to get this, what to do if you're sick, if you're at higher risk, those kind of things, whatever. 
This is nothing you're not hearing on every news channel right now a little clearer. But the most stunning part of it, and, and people in the chat room can see this right now, is that it says uh, coronavirus disease 2019 in the U.S., right? This is the up-to-date um, numbers on this thing. Um, what does the, the number it gives us? 1629 total cases, 41 deaths. Jurisdictions reporting cases, 47. 46 states in the District of Columbia. Even still, they are being petty about D.C. Um, at the top of the page, it says in red letters, updated March 13, 2020. And right below it, it says this page will be updated regularly at noon, Mondays through Fridays. Numbers close out at 4 p.m. the day before reporting. The day before reporting. So the numbers that they're posting on Friday are from four o'clock the day before, and no numbers are posted on Saturday or Sunday. So the Friday numbers won't get posted until Monday, and the Saturday-Sunday numbers that will be included in that won't be posted until Tuesday, creating what is effectively an artificial spike on Tuesday. I mean, you can... You can plan your financial and stock purchases just on that panic bump alone. Like that, that, I mean, there are tons of people doing that. This in and of itself is malfeasance. This is, this is, this is, and, and then we find out that the house has been negotiating with the, with the Trump administration for a bill that they will that he will sign and that will go through the Senate, they stayed late and voted on it last night, got it through, and Mitch McConnell um, sent the Senate home for the weekend. They will vote on it Monday. That isn't. We are already two weeks behind minimum on our material response. A month and a half behind if you were a reasonable person who gave a crap and wanted to actually prepare. It, 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 I mean, genuinely insane. Um, thank you so much, Chris, for that, uh, for 666. This may be the end, so it's a good number to give. Um, uh, yeah, and feel free to uh, support the show, patreon.com uh, slash Hal Sparks. If you are a patron and somehow over the next little bit you are economically affected by this, there, uh, please drop off and, um, and, and, and hold, you can rejoin later. Um, if you can help, only do it if it's outside your realm of need beyond uh, a, a safety measure, honestly. Same thing applies to Super Chats and the things. I greatly appreciate that from you guys. And the support is incredibly uh, helpful and it does help the show and it is necessary, but it needs, if you have to put it on pause at all, if it's even a hesitation, please know that, that that's important. I have some strategy that uh, might be something worth recommending to um, the business leaders in the world. And and Trump in and of himself, like he brings out yesterday, the heads of Target, CVS, Walgreens and Walmart. Walmart and Walgreens got to go first because they have wall in the title. And and then some people from uh, medical companies who do medical supplies and pharmaceuticals and antiviral responses. And, 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 and a guy from uh, the home health industry, which is 
where most elderly people get their medical support is by in-home intervention. Trump shook hands with the heads of the four biggest retailers in the country on camera. He could not stop touching the microphone. If and and all of the people from the medical companies that he brought up and the pharmaceutical companies and the and and the suppliers, none of them shook his hand. It was the most distinct difference. And the one time he went for it because they were obviously doing it, they were all turning away from him as they did it so that they would not have to have this, uh, um, you know, that interaction with him. It was super like it, it was super obvious that the, the retail guys are just used to glad handing. Um, thank you, DC257. Appreciate that. Um, he w- the retailers were like business as usual. Business guys shake hands. It's a regular part of shaking hands. Trump even said it himself. He's, you know, and, and it was right after in the course of this conversation in, in, and during these questioning uh, periods, he had it was brought up that he had had interactions with people that had tested positive. And and he's like, well, I haven't gotten tested and I'm not worried about it. I don't even know the guy and I don't have any symptoms. When everyone, including Fauci, had just said you can pass it asymptomatically and you can be a carrier for days before you actually come down with symptoms. Now, I don't doubt, like I said, that that the Secret Service or the White House doctor is jacking him full of all kinds of, uh, you know, antiviral antigens, whatever they have. It's like the upper echelon, like the FDA isn't ready to test it on the public yet. And but but they've tested it in the field. Thank you so much, uh, Billy. Um, I You know, that that maybe he's somehow magically protected because they have some super juice that they only give to world leaders. I uh, maybe, maybe that said the man was drinking diet Coke from a bottle right next to his desk during his address. For those of you that didn't see that, I did an, an, another video about that yesterday as well. Um, and I can't play it because we can't play what he said on the air. Because he he F-bombed right before his speech while C-SPAN had his mic and his camera hot. Um, again, preparedness. This is the thing. So he, he's insisting on shaking people's hands. Do we have, uh, what are the other clips that we have of him, uh, Devin? We have, right. Um, this is on, I, I'm, I'm really, I'm baffled. <laughs> Um, and by the fact, um, play, play, let's see, let, let's play the, uh, the testing one if we could, um, for them, uh, if that, if that's available somehow, hold on one second. Um, let me make sure that that's up and running. Um, yeah, fire, fire that up. See if we can. 
Mr. President, thank you. I want to first follow up on Jeff's question, because the person you were standing next to, whether you know who he is or not, tested positive for coronavirus. Dr. Fauci said this morning, if you stand next to somebody who tested positive, you should self-isolate and get a test. You say your White House doctor is telling you something different. Who should Americans listen to? And my second question is... I think they have to listen to their doctors, and I think they uh, shouldn't be jumping to get the test unless it's necessary, but I think they have to listen to their doctors. And I, I mean, I don't know that I haven't seen the picture. Somebody said there's a picture with somebody taking a picture with me, but I haven't seen it. Well, doctors have but said I you might have you, it even if you don't have symptoms. Well, are you being selfish by not getting tested and potentially Well, I didn't say I wasn't going to be tested. Are you going to be? Uh, most likely, yeah. Most when likely. Not for that happen? reason, but because I think I will do it anyway. Uh, will you let us fairly know Fairly soon. Results? We're working on that. We're working out a schedule. My second question, Mr. You President. Go ahead, that was a follow-up. <laughs> This is it's like his taxes or something. It's like he thinks uh, I will take the test after the audit is done. I will have an audit. And all right, we got we take a break. Um, I have a couple of suggestions for both uh, government and industry. These are uh, we'll call them spark simple solutions. This is it seems self-evident. This is one of the ways that you can help. Um, people who are going to be economically impacted the most by this. Uh, we'll be back right after this. Now let's get back to Hal Sparks radio program, Mega Worldwide. So Pence is talking right now. And this, the fact that the president somehow thinks this is going to make people feel better is ridiculous. Every time they stand up there, um, they have a, a fixation on making sure that there is someone from the economic world right over the shoulder of them. Mnuchin is standing there right now with Pence as he is talking. Um, they've got the White House doctor, um, which is apparently the guy telling Trump he doesn't need to be tested. So I don't know where they get these guys. But um, before I lash in, lay into them, and by the way, they're saying they're now temperature checking reporters and other people who are coming in contact with the president and the vice president. Um, but apparently Larry Kudlow managed to get by. I mean, he looked like death warmed over yesterday um, or day before yesterday, like it was madness. So here's my suggestions. A couple of things right away. Um, it it will be increasingly difficult for um, people, landlords and mortgage companies and other groups to and, and phone companies, cable companies, Internet companies um, will start losing uh, payments in mass very soon. Um, my, you know, I know of an entire warehouse full of people who were just laid off. They will have their check for the month. But if they don't get their jobs back in a month at, you know, at the beginning of the next month there. And, and at some point they don't have an extension of uh, an, at least enough uh, unemployment insurance to meet their bills. When in a situation where you need internet and cable more than ever to keep track of the, the arc of reality around you, where you can't buy a 25% 25 cent newspaper um, and that it will, keep you informed every day 
in most places without going out, especially, and who gets them at home. Having a working phone and internet and cable and being able to pay your rent and your mortgage um, become really a desperate aspect of modern life. My suggestion would be, um, and, and any Democratic lawmaker within the sound of my voice and any uh, administration official who uh, is looking for some of these solutions is to suggest to the Verizon's, AT&T's, Cricket's of the world that um, a suspension of payments on phone bills for the next three months and prorating the cost of those phone bills over the next year. So these three months, no bill, um, uh, no bill until June, let's say, reevaluate then. Uh, but March, April, and May, no phone bill, no cable bill, no internet bill. And then um, taking a slice of what you would be paying at, by percentage, 5%, maybe 10%, depending on what people can do um, over the next year to uh, level that out. That, I mean, that that seems a reasonable response. It does not mean that they have to give free service out of nowhere. It doesn't jack up the use of those things or whatever. But prorating um, the the amount that you would pay over the next three months, which is the crucial time and and the impact point as we're all, you know, self-quarantining, people can't go to work, all those kind of things that are greatly affect people, especially people who are uh, wage employees um, the the telecoms and the internet companies and the cable companies, this is one of the ways that they could make a, a, a vast improvement on the lives of their customers and and show that they are part of, uh, you know, that we're all in this together, as the president said. Three months, no payment, prorate out over the next uh, year. That is not uh, a difficulty for companies this big, um, they will also, I have no doubt, if they choose to do this, will get some form of support from the federal government for payroll, um, for the current billing, for the people that they have to employ and to keep the services going. Yeah, it would be great telecom PR. So if you work for Verizon, AT&T, Cricket, any of these things, if you're if CEO, CEO of those companies or whatever, I recommend this as a strategy. Um, offer... Um, Simply implement, don't even offer it. Implement um, three months free of charge phone and, and smartphone internet service for your customers uh, till June 1st. And the cost of those three months will be prorated over the next year. And then, um, you know, call up the lawmakers and throw out your lobbyists and go, um, we just need support for the people we're going to have to pay through these three months. You know, profits can wait, but we've got to pay the employees to keep this stuff online. During these times, and if we're not taking any fees from our customers, we need somehow we need funds to keep those people employed. That seems reasonable. Um, uh, yeah, and somebody was saying Comcast is offering free internet for sixty days to low-income resident residents due to COVID nineteen in Washington State. Too narrow focused. I think you go nationwide with it. Um, and I mean that uh, that's uh, that's crucial. Um, so, um, sorry, did I, uh, did somebody roll through there and I missed something, uh, in the chat room? I just want to roll back. So that's, that's my suggestion on that. The same thing can apply 
to renters that the government can give bridge loans to um, uh, people who rent to the, you know, to, to people who own apartment buildings and whatnot that will say, okay, act as if you're being paid rent for the next three months. Um, we'll pay that part of it. Um, and you can, and basically prorate this out over the next year, the, the minimum on it or whatever, just so that people aren't getting kicked out over the next three months. Now it won't be this month or the second month that will be the problem. When all the economic rolling effects of, uh, you know, as far as rent and all those kind of things, they will start to hit a critical mass around May and June because of the rolling impact of this, because people who are laid off or fired will get severance or something most of the time or are, um, can get unemployment um, right away. And the bill that's passed the House will allow for that. So that should cover rent and some supplies. The extension of food, um, you know, like SNAP and all those kind of things. And I urge you in this circumstance to, if you even are remotely on the edge of needing it, use it. Because it, it and use it temporarily. If you don't need it at all, um, encourage other people to get it if they do. Um, shame is a factor in people not using services that are made available to them. If you're a small business and uh, he's like, we're flooding the small business administration with cash. The first people in line will be the first people he called in, in the SBA world who will jump in there and take this money. Um, now, we got to take another break. When we come back, I'm going to take some calls. Um, two things to think about during the break. One is the $1.5 trillion infusion that was put in uh, day before yesterday that actually hit the market and was partly responsible for the spike that you saw, largely responsible, that and the de declaration of emergency, um, is a lot of people have been tweeting about, oh, well, we can't, we can afford this, but we can't afford to pay for schools and, and healthcare and this would be part of the, okay. The $1.5 trillion is short term and has to be paid back immediately. Healthcare, education, all those things, that's funds that go out the door permanently. So comparing them is unwise and, and, and hyperbolic. It's not the same thing. That $1.5 trillion is, is basically um, bridge money, bridge loans that have to you know, get you over a hump, but then you have to pay it back fairly quickly. And if you don't, if it extends out, you start paying interest on it that's exorbitant. It's almost like giving somebody a 21% credit card, but saying the first two years are free just to keep them you know, in, the, in a purchase cycle. That's what stores do. That's what the government's doing with business right now. They have to pay it back. Healthcare, all those programs that we're fighting for, that money, it's just apples and oranges. It make, it's not a uh, comparison, uh, just to put that in there. So, and, and we've got to take a break. We'll be back right after this. This is Tom Harmon, and you're listening to the Hal Sparks Radio Program, Mega Worldwide. Trump said last night, I also took the test last night. I decided I should, based on the press conference last night, which was not last night. Okay, whatever. Uh, Mr. Trump said, the president is repeatedly questioned whether he had taken a test during a pre uh, press conference Friday, which was during the day. He was outside. The sun was up, but nighttime. Okay, this is literally where the president is. Last night, when we were in the Rose garden and that big yellow thing that i stare at when it's eclipsing was out at night i said 
I would I would take it in a very short order of time. Um, and the Trump also praised members of the task force, saying, "We've created a number of new stars." Uh, like the the ego is embarrassing. Like, okay, let's let's take a couple of calls. Uh, we'll see if we can um, talk to some folks about this. And um, and I appreciate you guys in the chat room being with us. I'll also focus on some of you guys uh, in a minute. I want to bring up some of what you're saying as well. Um, who do we have, Devin? First, we have our good friend Roosevelt's. Oh, right on. Hey, Roosevelt. Hey, how you doing? Good morning. How you doing this morning? I'm I'm good. Go ahead. Hey, listen. Did, did you see the first tweet that uh, Trump had this morning? The, wait, the I don't know if it was the first one. The social distancing. That one where he just screamed social. The, the, the one about the stock market. That the stock market at all time. Yesterday was an all time uh, 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 high as far as the stock market and. They debunked that because it's the eighth highest. Yeah. Well, and and the and and the eight worst drops in the in history have happened under him, and three of them in the last week and a half. Like the man is is hyper fixated and panicking, and you could tell that he has lashed this stock market to his presidency. This is the poll he cares about. The poll that exists that tells Trump he is doing a good job or not, uh, his approval, disapproval rating is the stock market to him. Right, but he's not going to tweet about that, Hal. Now, let me let me go back no. to yesterday for a minute. For a minute. Now, I'm not going to take that long. Uh, what, I sure. was, what I was focused on was Trump's hands. He was the first person that came down, the first person that touched the microphone with his left hand, yes. the, same, the same hand that later on he used the index finger under his nose, just like my kids when they have a runny nose. And he kept yeah. on touching the he kept on touching the mic because he's taller than Fucci. Fucci I mean, uh, Fauci. Uh, Fauci, Fauci, yeah, yeah. And he yeah. also touched the mic, so uh, potentially he got everybody uh, um, coronavirus. Potentially, all the people yes. that are in charge. And protecting, supposedly looking after us, and I believe the lady, the blonde lady—I can't remember her name. She kept yeah, the, like, uh, me, the me, woman from I the CDC. She did the same thing, right? She did the same thing because she's taller than Fauci. Uh, so here's the thing: to me, it was a Muppet show, and I'll tell you why. That particular okay. lady was behind Trump. Anything Trump said, she kept on nodding her head up and down, right. up and down. But getting back to the to, to Trump's hands. He constantly touched the mic. Yes. And you already reported on the, on the big shots from uh, Walmart, Target, uh, Walgreens, you name it. But here's CVS, the- yeah, they all shook hands with him. Exactly. And, and all the medical guys, though, were like dodging it. You could tell they were walking up. They left shouldered him, they, meaning that they walked up no matter what side they were from. You could watch their body language. They walked up and they put their left shoulder to Trump, like kind of walked and turned so that their right hand wouldn't be naturally extended so that the social norm of, oh, your hands, you're walking towards me, therefore, so they wouldn't have to turn it down. And the one guy who did kind of find himself in that position was the guy from the home health uh, care industry who was the first person to give the elbow to Trump. If he had spoken first, Trump would not have shaken hands with the rest of the people. The fact that they, and this is so Trump, the fact that they brought up the retail people first 
and the medical people second is indicative of his priorities in this circumstance. Had his priorities been reversed and he understood the importance of this, the medical people would have spoken first. None of them would have shaken hands with him. The dude from the home health thing would have given him an elbow and all the people from retail would have done the same thing. I mean, literally, you're watching just the, uh, this like mayor of Shark Island nonsense in real time. And, and, and hell, is it just me because I hate the man? I'll, I'll be honest with you. I hate him because of the fact of what he did to this country, what he's doing to the youth of America, which is our future. But is it just yep. me? Tell me it's just me. And let me tell you what I'm talking about. It does okay. Anthony Fauci, when he talks in front of Congress, he's a different person. When he's in front of Trump, he, he makes excuses yes. for Trump. I was very disappointed in him. I was I was saying, oh, he's the authority. He's the he's the guy that knows the most. And he's a different person when he when he's in the presence of Trump. And to your point earlier, when he spoke from the Oval Office, you know who wrote yeah. that speech for him? His daughter, even Miller, his son-in-law, and, and Miller. Yeah, and Miller. Jared, so Jared Ivanka and Stephen Miller. If you watch yesterday, I showed the where he spoke before and after his uh, speech, the you know, when he swore and when he was like trying to decide whether the speech should be a folder should be on the desk with the speech in it or whether it looked better off to the side like it's a prop. The reason you have the speech on the desk is in case the teleprompter goes out in a live situation and you're talking to the nation about something serious, you can go, excuse me, we've had a technical difficulty. You open it, you go to page four, that's where we were. Somebody is there to tell you. They'll do that. If it, if it teleprompter goes down, they'll go five, which means page five. You open it and go, excuse me, we'll continue. And then you read from the speech that's on the table. That's just, and how that's a precaution. That's, lot, that's looking forward that there might be a technical difficulty and preparing for it. It's indicative of how he's handling the whole damn coronavirus situation. And he help. can't. All right. Help. Yeah. Hell, I'm going to close Go it with this. Fauci, I've, I've been getting used to Fauci's voice. Again, is it just me or does he sound a little raspier now? And right now, yes. I'm looking at him live and he just swiped away his nose with his, with his elbow. With, with his, with, oh not with his elbow, with his, um, with his sleeve. You know, sleeve, exactly. I can see yeah. him right now. So you tell me, how. If he, Thank yeah, you. no. It, it, all these people have been like a festering cesspool of, of uh, asymptomatic viral spread for days now. And, the, and because Trump wants this show of force idea for both to show, you know, the the steadying factor that we've got a team together that's handling it now, um, instead of going, hey, we've got a team together, but we're keeping them separate because we're taking precautions that you should be taking. Like, nobody and in the now, country now, cares that there's a wall of people right behind him. Nobody. And I, oh, and, one more yeah. thing. One more thing, Hal. Has anybody in the federal government addressed our troops that are in Afghanistan because I've heard callers on the station saying that they got family members and there's, right. there's some of those kids are running in fevers and coughing. Yes. And nobody's addressed yes. the, the, our troops. These people that say that they're behind our troops, none of them have addressed that. And I'm curious yeah. about the fact how many of those kids have this coronavirus because it exists in Afghanistan also. Maybe the numbers are not high. Maybe the n numbers right. are not that important. But there are symptoms of kids that have, they may have this, potentially. I don't right. know. Right. 
Well, and, and that's why, you know, it's funny. We're in the process of bringing troops home. That is going to be going to be necessarily delayed because if they are infected and it's spread through bases and stuff, while they might not be because they are young and healthy, um, may not have a, 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 you know, a really bad infection based on this, um, they could bring it home to the parents that haven't seen them in a year or more. Yep. That's what I'm getting at, Hal. Thank you for taking my call. Absolutely. No, I appreciate you calling in. And I'm and we got really close to the break, so I'm not going to take this next caller until we come back um, after the hard break that we have coming up because I want to give them time to speak. So if you're there, hang on. Um, 773-763-9278 is our number. Patreon.com slash Hal Sparks. If you can at all support the show, like I said, if you are a patron and it's going to get tough for you, um, please uh, step back. There are no hard feelings. I love you guys, and I love the fact that you support the show. But, uh, you know, I'm more comfortable with you guys um, you know, if, if you can add an extra cup of coffee, uh, you know, if you can afford an extra cup of coffee and you want to help the show that way, because that's about how much the baseline Patreon support is great. If not, please don't. Um, and the same thing applies to Super Chats. And I really appreciate you guys who've been Super Chatting uh, all day today. Um, like and, you know, one of the ways you can support the show, if, uh, you know, if monetarily things are going to get tough and they very well may. And I'm, I, you know, I'm rooting for you guys and we will try to be part of the solution in this um uh just like and subscribe share the show that's plenty um i adore you guys we'll be back uh in a in a minute um about five minutes um after we do these and i'm gonna see if i can bring up some of what the this live nonsense that's going on i i just have to say i think they're doing more harm than good by even being on camera at this point all we need are details we don't need any of the pep talks from these idiots it's embarrassing We'll be back. You're parked outside the restaurant where you're meeting your date in 10 minutes. Glancing in the mirror, you notice your wrinkles and large under-eye bags. You rummage through your bag thinking, where's your secret weapon? And there it is, Plexiderm. You apply the clear serum under your eyes and boom, two minutes later, you start seeing the under-eye bags and wrinkles disappearing in front of your eyes. You'll look years younger. Plexiderm is the clinically studied serum that visibly eliminates your wrinkles, crow's feet, and under-eye bags in minutes. It's the Valentine's Day gift you give yourself. Go to TriPlexiderm.com and enter Voices for 50% off plus an extra 10 bucks off. Again, enter Voices at TriPlexiderm.com to get 50% off plus an extra 10 bucks off. This offer is also available by calling 1-800-685-1292 and mention code VOICES. Plexiderm is backed by a 90-day money-back guarantee, so to get our special discount, enter Voices at triplexiderm.com. You're listening to the Hal Sparks radio program, Mega Worldwide. I've had people walk out of me before, but not when I was being so charming. Video streaming at halsparks.com. Well, I don't care for you or for the people squad you're trowling out. Damn, fuss face, little pimp stick. True progressive talk. It might be a good time for you guys to give up. So Trump says, uh, I think is the big quote about the coronavirus, I think, um, that really shows the depth of his understanding and caring. And this is we want to get it over with quickly and with very little death. Like what? Uh, All right. We we have a bunch of callers and and I want to hear from you guys uh, on this. Who do we have next, Devin, who's been hanging on for us? Next, we have Bob out in Chicago. Hey, Bob. Hey, Bob. Welcome to the show. Hey, Hal, I'm going to risk it and take you off hey, speaker and put the phone yeah, right next to my ear. Right. Um, I just want to, I just want to 
say one fact that I heard this week that I think everyone should know and remember when Trump is talking. South right. Korea and the United States diagnosed their first case of coronavirus at the same time. And just look at the difference in what right. has happened since then. It was within 24 hours of each other that we each got our first cases. Yeah. And, by the way, every time they say we've had an unprecedented response to this, it is record, the, the unprecedented, there is a precedent. The precedent is South Korea. South Korea set the precedent. They had it almost the same time we did, and they have set a precedent for how you handle it and how you bend the curve. And we did not. I understand China is different because they are a much stricter government. So I understand we can't compare what they did to us. But South Korea is a pretty fair comparison. And every time he says stuff like that, it drives me nuts. Yes. And, and, And Italy, you know, we are closer to Italy's response period. Now, Italy has a particular vulnerability that that the United States doesn't have in some ways in that they have extended families living at home. So there's a lot of multi-generational living and, and, and a lot of elderly people who live a very long life and who have yep. smoked forever. Like it's amazing to look at the elderly Italians who are in their eighties and nineties who smoke and eat wine and cheese. Like everybody's baffled by the fact that they dodge every recommendation that we've ever been told about well, diet and health in this well, country. And, but they all live there, and so the kids get it, or the, an adult gets it, brings it into the home, it spreads throughout, the kids interact with other elderly people on the block. That social network, which is part of the vibrance and beauty of the Italian culture, is, very, is the very reason why it spread as quickly as it did. Um, and, uh, mm-hmm. and, you know, and Italy and South Korea's health systems are quite similar. Italy has a single-payer system. Uh, South Korea has uh, a similar like supported system, uh, you know, closer to what the Netherlands has. Um, but it's not like these are countries where people are afraid to go to the doctor. That's not and the Italy problem. Has more and look how bad it hit there. Per right, right. That's that's the thing that we if we follow their path, we're, we'll be even more overwhelmed. Our system. So. Right. Yikes. Because of that delay. I mean, and we have. Yeah. I, 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 pre- I appreciate the call. It's a little choppy, so I'm going to let you go, but I appreciate you calling in and bringing that up. Let's grab the next caller, too, because then I know if I start, I'll get on a rant, so I want to make sure we get people in. Next, we have Old Bob out in Indiana. Well, there we go. We, uh, we, as long as we have the range of Bobs, I'm good. Um, hey, Bob. Good morning or afternoon, whichever is the most apropos for you. Uh, we are mega worldwide. It's almost everything, so go ahead. I appreciate before it. Before I forget... I just want to say that uh, the repairing of you with Steffi Miller has really uh, boosted morale for the Allied cause. All right. Well, I appreciate that. It's nice to be back on there. I was supposed to fill in for her on Tuesday because she was going to go visit her mother, who is 96 yeah, years old. And I said, on, you know, when, when I was on the show last week, I was like, don't. You can't go. And she ultimately um, decided against it, um, yeah. which I'm glad about. Um, so I and I I don't know if I'll end up calling in on Tuesday or what will be the deal because um, I'm in Vegas right now. But, yeah, it's been lovely and it will continue and we will still have shows. We've postponed Madison, but there will be more of it. Go ahead, though. Um, well, if I'm understanding this thing correctly and, and, and as you um, 
said many times, I'm not that bright, but um, using our pinkies, as we all do, um, that's a large way to both spread and get this ailment, right? Mm-hmm. Then, uh, you know, I'm, I'm here now in the uh, Michigan City, Indiana area, wherever the hell that is. And uh, I know I'm not alone, but you can't find hand sanitizer anywhere around here. Right, right. And I'm thinking, Um, shouldn't there be a crash course, uh, a a, a program by the government to get that stuff out on the shelves and keep it there? Yes, uh, there's been a, uh, you know, de Blasio was saying that on TV today, that any factory or any group that can make it, um, should be, uh, you know, the government should, you know, order a bunch of it to re- restock shelves and the like. Um, again, it has to have 60% alcohol or it is completely ineffective. You're going to see a lot of uh, dumping on the shelves of of, ple- of stuff with less than 60% alcohol in it. Um, washing your hands is always better. In the interim, there are all kinds of secondary, uh, like sanitary hand wipes and, and the like. You can carry those instead if those still are in stock. Um, I've noticed that the, the, right. The, the, the spray bottle version of hand sanitizer seems to be in stock in a bunch of places because they, uh, because people go for the liquid automatically, they buy it out. And and I've watched, I've walked by shelves where this, you know, the spray hand sanitizer, which I have a few of are still in stock in places. You can make your own, I think it's two parts aloe vera gel, one part isopropyl alcohol, um, and, and mix it and put it in your own bottles and use that washing your hands will always be the difference. The, the crucial thing over the next two weeks is social distancing period, staying at home. If you at all can, if you cannot, then you, you've got to take extra precautions. And that means, you know, use, using your foot to open doors, um, only, only going in stores that have automatic doors on them, you know, staying away. Um, I mean, this is, uh, incredibly important. And even if you use hand sanitizer, by the way, you have to rub your hands for 20 seconds until it's completely dry. And it has the, it has evaporated effectively and mm-hmm. gone over your hands for it to be effective. You can't just slap it on and then that's it. And your hands are still wet from it. You need to spread it around your hands, just like the 20 seconds and washing your hands. Um, but yes, you're right. There should be, we should have stockpiles of this kind of stuff in a multinational country like ours. Um, we are like many other European countries, um, you know, the crossroads of the world on so many fronts that this should be a natural part of how we, you know, we prepare for these kind of situations. We know that there will come that we know that they will get more virulent. We know, I mean, the, the, the flu kills enough people and we already have herd immunity and a vaccine. Um, this we have none of those things. And it is incredibly contagious. So uh, the important thing is to break the contagion cycle by uh, staying o- back from uh, people as much as possible, especially if you're vulnerable, especially if you're older. Um, well, and if anybody can. What, yeah, go ahead. That's where I'm lucky. I'm, uh, I'm uh, 68. I've got diabetes and heart trouble, so I have to stay home most of the time anyway. Right. Well, uh, if you're going to order food or order anything delivered to your house, um, have them leave it on the stoop. Don't grab it out of their hands. 
And if you have a can of Lysol, do yourself a favor and spray the outside of it or, or pick up the bag with a, with a paper towel. I'm, I know I'm sounding overly cautious about it, but I genuinely mean it. Just take those extra steps. It may not be necessary, but better to err on the side of caution. Um, and then just that little act of just spraying down the bag itself will, will help because it can stay on some surfaces for 24 to 48 hours. The other thing is order something you need um, and uh, the day before you'll need it. Um, and if you got, you know, if you're ordering food and the like, don't order expirable, you know, things that can ex expire in a couple of days or that need immediate refrigeration. Um, uh, you know, orders like cans of stuff and just let it sit for, the, you know, 24 hours. Let it cycle through until you need it. You know what I mean? Get ahead of that curve if you can. And if you go to the grocery store, like I said, social distancing, keeping your hands clean, um, and using self-checkout, um, if you can, if they wipe it down regularly might be your better bet. Mm -hmm. That's my advice. Yeah. So, uh, but take care of yourself, say, stay healthy. If you can, you know, okay. again, this is one of those things, the next two weeks will be very critical. Um, and, uh, and I'm pulling for you. So, um, uh, call, you know, call us back next week. Let us know how you're doing. Um, cause I'm going to be thinking about you over the course of the week. I have no doubt. Um, well, we have to take a break. We'll be back. It's <laughs> Sorry. Say again. I'm thinking again? about you too. And everybody else. Yeah. Well, I appreciate that old Bob. We love you. Um, stay healthy. Okay, we'll be back right after this. Welcome back to the Hal Sparks radio program, mega worldwide now time for the happy ending yay yeah we hope we don't know uh, here here's the happy ending a lot of people in spite of the fact that the government is completely useless currently um it are a lot of the people are taking it upon themselves to treat this quite seriously and act as if um this matters to them and um uh, and for those of you that are self-quarantining that are um taking this seriously. I applaud you. Um, and, um, this is, you are doing what it requires, uh, what, what this circumstance requires. Um, and you know, there are, there's going to, you know, Dr. Fauci has said repeatedly, this is going to get worse before it gets better. He is not even remotely. Oh, thank you for the sticker, Joe Carter. I appreciate that. That's awesome. Um, yeah, the, it's, this is the great beard out. Can't stop lying. Yeah. We're all going to, we're all going to stay, you know, even though my hair is growing long, but it's away from my face. So I think that's okay. I might eventually grow enough to put it in a ponytail. We're all going to be living like, uh, like George Washington wearing wigs. Um, the, uh, this will get worse over the next two weeks. The cascading, uh, effect of what happened a week ago and what it's going to cause in a week is uh, unavoidable at this point. The, you know, this is, you, you have to understand, um, thank you, Joe Carter. Um, you have to understand that this will, the damage that is, going, that is done next week, the damage that shows up, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday of next week, and it will start to get extraordinary. And I'm just telling you this, just to be emotionally prepared um, and economically and, and, and um, prepared in terms of supplies and the like. Um, 
I'll thank you uh, so much uh, we, uh, for joining Patreon. I appreciate that. Again, don't join if it's outside your realm of capability at all. I'm please hear me on this. Um, that said, the the damage that will occur next week um, are from infections from early this week that were caused by a lack of action the week before. Understand that. That what's happening next week is not an emergence. It's an, it, this is a national emergency, but it is not emerging as it happens next week. It is a cascading effect from behaviors two weeks before. You know, you, we are all, um, thank you, Tom Lunzer. I will, uh, um, uh, we will, we will definitely keep healthy as best we can in this process. Um, and if, if we take steps right now over the next week, we will slow the cascade two weeks from now. Nothing will stop what's going to happen in the next two weeks as far as damage from the disease. The deaths that are coming are baked in currently. Understand that. But we can keep it from expanding past that point. The actions you take today save lives two weeks from now. And it's hard for people to process. But that's the, that's the behavior um, that's necessary to stop what, you know, because some people will get frustrated that they'll be, okay, we were all self-isolating this week and then deaths happen next week. They're going to say, well, it's not working and it's already out and it's, a, you know, it's, it, and then they'll start, you know, getting fatalistic and not taking care. You have to know that there's a, you know, that there's a rolling cascade to this and your behavior this week and next will affect the, the arc of it. So keep that in your mind. Cap the Goat, thank you so much. Um, keep that in mind, guys, over the next couple of weeks. And as we, you know, there are so many people that can be affected by this that are in the, in the danger zone that are not elderly. One of the effects of this, and I, you guys got to hear me on this, is um, because we've been talking so much about the body positivity movement and the, the languaging around that movement has, I think, met its worst enemy in the coronavirus circumstance. Because people who have lung issues and, and regular disease, uh, you know, uh, have former smokers and the like are an obvious aspect because they are more prone to get pneumonia. This disease, how it ends up killing people is that it infects your lungs. The damage it does to your lungs allows pneumonia bacteria to grow in there. It grows so fast because of the damage that's been done to your lungs that you effectively drown in your own fluid in your lungs. That's and, and it does it very quickly for people who already have pre-existing damage to their lungs. That's an obvious uh, warning sign for some people. So previous smokers, people who have had chronic bronchitis, all these things are obviously a part of this. But it also affects people who are diabetic or who have immunodeficiencies aligned with other things. The immunodeficiency aspect, and hear me on this, think of every pharmaceutical ad that you see that says, Taking this drug may impact your ability to fight off infection. Think of all the ads you've seen over the last two years and the number of people who are on those drugs right now. Those people are also at very high risk because while under normal circumstances, they might get a, 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 a 
they might be able to fight off this part of the disease. The fact that it would it increases the chances of them getting pneumonia, which they won't be able to fight off well because of the medications they are on or have been on, is incredibly dangerous. You guys, can you hear me on this? All those medications that diminish your immunoresponse that have a, I mean, we have been, there are so many pharmaceuticals that get advertised all the time that have this as a, as a, you know, they don't even call them side effects anymore. They call them contraindications as a contraindication. You know, immunosuppression is a huge part of this. And there are so many people in our country specifically, you know, the vast majority of the people who are dying in Italy are very old because the rest of the country doesn't have these underlying issues and are not so, uh, you know, pharmaceutically attached uh, in their wellness as we are. Same thing is true of South Korea. So because we are reliant on a lot of these uh, prescriptions for, uh, for chronic disease in this country, related largely to lifestyle uh, issues. And, and again, if, you're not, if this isn't a lifestyle, if you have a hormonal deficiency and that's why you're overweight and that's why you ended up with diabetes, I, I completely understand you need to be just as careful as they do. I'm just saying those folks are all in the same boat. And so if you have a, a friend with diabetes, um, one of the things that diabetes, it, it, you know, you have trouble fighting off infections. Um, that will become a part of this. I, I'm just saying, I, I take that extra care because while you're not thinking like, okay, I, I'm not going to see my grandmother. I'm not going to see my my parents. I'm not going to visit with them because I know they live with a parent. So, you know, I'm taking care of that part of it. But you don't, you, it's become so normal that your friend has an ongoing chronic illness. Call them up and ask them if they're on any medications that depress their immune system before you go visit them, even though you don't think they're in the, um, the zone. It's a good question to ask of your close friends. And it might be, you know, you don't have to know what the problem is, but are they taking medications that will do that? Know that before you go visit with them. Are you bring them supplies or any of those things? It's just a factor. I love you guys. I appreciate you guys. Please stay safe during this. We'll, we'll you know, I, like I said, I will be on uh, streaming practically every day, if not every day, uh, for the foreseeable future. Thanks for sticking around uh, for the post show. Stay tuned for Dick K. He'll give you the local updates. Um, Dick, you might need to shave your beard, buddy. We're all excited to see your chin. I hope you stay healthy. Devin, you stay healthy, too. Uh, make sure everybody there is taking care of themselves and, and those around them. And we'll see you guys next time. Take care.